take the shirt off first. What, and stand there, starker, with the light on? <laughs> well, pull the curtains. Curtains? Ah, what do you think the shirts are made of? <laughs> and you told me that row of brass rings round the bottom was to put your belt through. <laughs> You'll never be a gentleman if you live to be a hundred. It's breeding that counts. Family background. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's where I've got it. Breeding you want. Make no mistakes. I'm the kitty. I'm the boy. <laughs> I can trace my family all the way back to Rufus Hancock. Who was he? My father. <laughs> I don't think you quite understand what history flows through the veins. You see, standing out on me nose here. <laughs> all the history of old England for ten centuries embodied in me. Here. I'm entitled to have a coat of arms stenciled on my bike. <laughs> I still say you can't carry a title like Sir Anthony Hancock living in these cheap rooms. I realize that. Naturally, if I were honored, I would change my surroundings. You never saw Hancock Towers, our country home? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. The great sweep of the drive, the woodland on either side, the great majestic building rising out of the valley, the east wing nestling in the shadow of the hills, the turrets and battlements commanding and solid as if defying entrance to the attacking hordes. <laughs> and its huge centre tower hewn out of the solid rock of old England. And the green ivy creeping up to the side and skirting the arrow slits. The great hall with its marble pillars reaching to the hand-carved mosaic ceiling. I'm entitled to stay there if I want to. Why don't you? It fell down. <laughs> oh, well, fair's fair. It flows a bit round that part of the country. He lives in a world of his own, doesn't he? No, 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 it's true. My great-grandfather was killed in the collapse. Poor wretch, he was... He was running, screaming from the falling masonry, and he was cut up into little squares. <laughs> he ran smack through the portcullis when it was still down. Ah, you're romancing again. Well, that was the legend. That's the legend they still speak of in the village. Much Hancock on the world. I don't believe it. There's no such village. Oh, yes, there is. Just up the lane, not two miles from Nether Hancock. All named after our family. Massive estates we had. Twelve villages, half a dozen rivers, three hills and a mountain. <laughs> Biggest landowners in the country, our lot were. We had it taken away from us in the restoration for helping Cromwell escape from the Armada. <laughs> then we had it restored when the Stuarts got on the throne, caused Gascoigne Hancock, told him how good he looked in a kilt. <laughs> what a family. We even survived the family disaster of 1782 when Cursed Hancock, third earl black-hearted villain that he was, killed a peasant in a black rage for throwing turnips at his helmet. <laughs> Vanished from the country and his father cut him off without a penny. Why? He was skint. <laughs> That was the start of the crumble of the Hancock fortunes. Bit by bit, our lands were taken from us. We flogged Ireland. Cornwall was taken from us. Ten thousand acres of Sussex went in death duties. Soon all we had left were the home counties, Dogger Bank and the Isle of Wight. Until the present generation, my old father could just scrape together enough money to send me to Eton, Harrow, Oxford and Cambridge. That must have been expensive. Thirty-five shillings leaving Victoria Coach Station at half past nine, returning the same evening. <laughs> All right, Squire, if all this is true, why is it you haven't claimed your rightful heritage? Ah, well, you see, I can't prove it. I was stolen from my cradle by gypsies. It was when I was 23. 
I remember I was sitting before the log fire, the falcon sitting on the hearth, and the great Dane perched on my wrist. <laughs> when they swung down on ropes from the minstrel's gallery and made off with me. <laughs> yes, and the only proof I have of my true identity is the strawberry birthmark which all we Hancocks bear. Well, that's it then. Show it to somebody and prove it. No, thank you. <laughs> place where this birthmark lies will not be bad to anybody, heritage or no heritage. How is it you've never told us all this before? Because I only made it up last week. Oh. It was the tale I was going to tell after I got me knighthood. But it doesn't cut any ice being a new knight. You've got to have history. You can't go up to people and say, I'm Sir Anthony Hancock, my father's a tram driver. <laughs> Use your nuts, old man. Well, you didn't get your knighthood, so shut up and don't let's have any more of it. You'd think she was employing me the way she talks, don't you be so sure? I'm still a young man. Watch it, watch it. I'll get a knighthood one of these days. They can't ignore me forever. Public opinion won't allow it. A man who holds a knighthood should be worthy of calling himself a sir. He should be a gentleman, impeccable manners and well-educated. Not a scruff bag like you. <laughs> if you'd learned how to speak properly, learn correct etiquette, table manners, all the little things that go to make a true gentleman, then someone might take notice of you. <laughs> I know all that stuff. All those things are instinctive to me. It's just that mixing with rabble like you lot has roughened me up a bit. All lying dormant under the surface. A refresher course is all I need. A couple of weeks under the right teacher, I'll be ready to take my rightful place in society. Now then. Here we are. This is the place I was telling you about. The finest teacher of social etiquette in the country. Let's see. Sid James Gentmaker. <laughs> Sid James Gentmaker. <laughs> Says he had debutantes brought out. <laughs> Let us make a top out of you. Five nickel a lesson, half price for the aristocracy, proprietor of the Hon Sidney Farkas and James. Fly within. Well, what are we waiting for? So take on. What would Sid know about etiquette? He raises his little finger when he uses a cosh, and that's his lot. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Sid's been around. He knows about things like this. He's mixed a lot in society. A court favourite of Sid. Only because he drops the judge a few, Bob. <laughs> Give me one good reason why I should patronise a place like this. Because you won't find anywhere cheaper. You always find my Achilles heel, you do, don't you? Well, I'll give him a chance. Shop? Yes? Oh, it's you! <laughs> I thought it was the door opening for him. <laughs> I am Mr. James' personal assistant, Cecil Smythe Smythe. Oh, I'm a prospective customer, Tony Hancock Hancock. <laughs> oh, John, John, John. <laughs> I suppose you wish to take one of our courses in gent-making. Well, shall we say gent-refreshing? 
I'm already a bit of a gent in my own way, but uh, I've got out of touch a bit, you know. Living in the old castle with the petrol ration and that. One loses contact with that what is going on, so to speak. <laughs> the old manners may be a bit rusty. Mm, did you ever have any? Well, of course I had, Eddie. I had stacks. I just asked, but I do believe it's no longer fashionable to put lighted cigarette ends out in other people's ink wells. <laughs> oh, I do beg yours. I was looking for a suit of armour like what I got in my baronial law, but <laughs> perceiving none, I dogged it out in here. <laughs> oh, never mind, never mind. That's what we're here for, to turn you ignorant slobs into gentlemen. Now, if you go through that door there, Mr. James will personally enroll you. Oh, swipe me, Tom. Take it with your boat. It ain't locked. <laughs> Eat it with your booty, they not. School of etiquette. Eat it with your shoe, it ain't not. <laughs> Gentlemen, don't wear boots. At least not those with the tabs hanging out of the back. Well, what do you want, Mush? No doubt about it. This boy knows he's got it right off. <laughs> uh, come on, don't waste my time, Hancock. State your business. I had intended to take a course with you on turning me into a gent. Eh? Oh, well, it's different. Won't you be seated, sir? That's better. <laughs> That's better. That sir stuff inspires a bit of confidence. I'm much more ready to chat business than I was with the mush gear. <laughs> my humble apologies, sir. I didn't realize that you was uh, wishing to partake of my culture course. Well, actually, I want you to teach me how to behave in the company of barons and hurls on account of I'm hoping to be one myself. And you couldn't have come to a better place. All the aristocrats come here to learn how to behave proper. <laughs> I, uh, have an authority.